You're listening to The Red Tales, the Moddy Body Red podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Moddy Body Red is the sustainable, easy-to-use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains, so we can ditch the pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all-too-relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. Spoiler alert, make sure you listen to the very end of each podcast as we'll share with you our special Moddy Body discount code. My body has changed throughout my life, as has my relationship with it. From changes in routines and hormones to prescription medication and mental health, my weight has been in a constant state of fluctuation, expanding and contracting, shrinking and reshaping. But despite the constant change, I was never able to sit within a space of acceptance, one where I appreciated my body for what it was, an ever-evolving form that helped me live. In an attempt to take back control of something that never seemed to stay still, I began to monitor everything I could through intense calorie counting. As the numbers on the scale shrunk, so did my sense of self. No weight seemed to be enough. No reflection of myself seemed to reflect a person who was happy with themselves. Since then, my body has changed, again. It's different and so am I. I've begun to challenge my inner critic. I've begun to challenge our societal expectations around body and body image. And I've begun to challenge myself to focus on how I feel rather than how I look. In today's episode, we sit down with Ali Tame as she shares her own journey with body acceptance and her path to self-love. Welcome to the podcast, Ali. How are you today? I'm good. I'm awake. How are you? You're awake. That's the best way to start the day, isn't it? Caffeinated, ready to go. (laughs) Um, I'm well, thank you. And you're here today to talk to us about body inclusivity, but also particularly, as you were saying to me before, fat phobia and what that, what that entails, because I I didn't know about it until you've brought it up um, just now. So Mm. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you, your relationship with your own body? Yeah, sure. Um, So I mean, I'm I'm 23. I've gone through the teenage thing. I'm mm. still going through the adult thing. Um, but I did the teenage girl thing, and I've I've been a big person my entire life. I I sort of um, associated as most people who grew up. I guess I was going to say like my age group, our age group, but I guess like even before that, before that, um, there's always been this idea of like the ideal beauty standard is the tall, thin, beautiful, you know, and I'm short and fat and cute. So like (laughs) it was just a whole new like ball game of learning that that's an okay thing to be because for the longest time, fat was the worst thing you could be, right? Like fat was in this category of like gross and Mm -hmm. it meant the same thing as like gross or disgusting, right? Um, And I feel as though like in my teenagehood, I went through this period of realizing that a lot of my friends were tall and thin and beautiful and just going, okay, 
where is the like where is the line where you're no longer just like thick and hot where is the line when you're a fat person Mm. and why is that a negative thing and why is that a I guess my relationship with my body now is a lot different to how it was when I was growing up um but I feel as though I feel as though the like messages around body positivity and and inclusivity and um, understanding your own body and your own body image and understanding of that body image has changed so much. So I make like body positive videos and TikToks and and, um, Instagram posts and work in fashion. Plug your TikTok here. Um, (laughs) And TikTok it's at Eleanor underscore. That's me. Under Eleanor underscore. Yeah, Vernal. it's just normal school. Um, yeah, so I guess that's my relationship with my body is it's all based on, as everyone's is, it's all based on what we've learnt growing up mm. and then we came back from it and we make our own interpretations of what's hot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. And how, I mean, I hate being like, let's talk about when it was painful. But I love when it. you were go. in high school and you were, you know, these thoughts are going around in your head and you're trying to organise them mm. in a way that is positive. What was that like? What were you feeling in high school? Yeah, I think I think it's just feel you feel like the odd one out, mm-hmm. and it's always sort of. Uh, I feel like it came up when I went shopping with my friends. It was like oh, I would always be like, oh, "Let me find the biggest size at the back of the rack," or like, "Let me uncomfortably not be able to shop in this in this store with you." I was lucky that I was sort of in straight sizes until like end of high school ish, um, but I think for a lot of especially women um, and people that, like, live life under the assumption of being a woman, have this, like, really negative association with clothes shopping overall. Like, it's stressful. It's overwhelming. And it's something I did in high school with my friends on the weekends. I also played sport. I was in a soccer team uh, and a lot of other things, a lot of other sports, and that was another big thing. It felt like it was, like, negative that I was I was big kid. Like, I was quick. I was fast, but but I was always been the chubby kid. I was a chubby kid and then I was the fat kid. Mm. And it was like, first off, it was shopping and then it was boys. And it was like, oh, none of the boys are going to find me attractive because I'm not this, like, thin, beautiful thing. That didn't end up being an issue because mm. um, boys aren't that great. But, uh, <laughs> like, it, it, it was, like, an ongoing thing. And then there was social media and the process of, like, social media becoming this massive thing in the early 2000s, like, late 2000s it like took off and all you saw were these beautiful pictures of girls and then there was the memes that were like cropped images of like girls who would be like, oh, just just a picture of my face and then I'll hide the rest of my body so they don't know that I'm fat. And like um, there was a scene on Euphoria where um yeah do you know the one yeah yes Yes. and she literally was like I spent my whole life like worried that someone was going to find out that I was fat and I did the exact same thing and it's because we're taught that we're supposed to wear these like if you're fat you have to hide it you have to wear flattering things you have to I hate that word you have to wear flattering things you have to wear flowy things like Things that make you look black, feminine. so that it makes you look black. slimming. You wear a stripe that's only like a, a vertical, never a horizontal, yeah. to make you look wider. Like there's all these rules and like ways you should live your life, and you can't eat certain foods around your friends. And it's like this like layer upon layer of thing that just happened through school that I grew into with university as well. And then like now life that is outside of studying, what's that? Mm-hmm. It's like this whole other. It's the world. It's the world of fashion and media and it's somewhere I want to work and it's like, wow, is there space Mm. for a fat person, I guess? 
Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I felt like I roundabout answered your question. No, no, no. I, you're explaining it very well. I just I wonder when it sounds like coming into a level of acceptance, and this is not me saying that every day is a good day, obviously. Oh, yeah. There wasn't a distinct moment. It's been a it's been a gradual building effect. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. I think I started finding myself in these like body positive spaces and like not, I'm just going to be quite frank, not hating myself. Mm. I feel like so many like people, let alone like fat people, thin people, anyone, so many people have something that they hate so much about their bodies. Like everybody has something they didn't like, they don't like about their bodies as we were saying before. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel as though it was like, it felt gradual. And then I woke up one day, genuinely woke up one day, like smack bang in the middle of the pandemic last year and just went, oh, I actually like think I'm, I think I'm kind of cool <laughs> and I think I'm kind of hot and I think I'm going to tell people about it. And um, people listened and they resonated with this idea that like people are allowed to think highly of themselves mm. and it's not this like taboo thing anymore. So if I wasn't going to have some beautiful swishy-haired boy in high school tell me that I was pretty, I was going to think I was pretty. It didn't matter. Mm. And that it genuinely feel like it happened very... Fell in love the way you fall asleep, slowly. And then then all all at at once. once. (laughs) That's it. That was my high school. And then, yeah, it was literally just last year. Like, I was 22 and I just suddenly was like, oh, I'm pretty cool. It was super weird. Were there any influences along the way um, that encouraged... I mean... I know the obvious one only because she's taken over the last two years of our lives, Lizzo. Oh, yeah. We is, love Lizzo. We always love Lizzo. We do. But have there any been any other like positive <laughs> um, influences? I remember, I mean, like Glee. Mm. Like just seeing fat girls on Glee was mm. really cool. Like just like that being a thing. I mean, it was problematic as all heck. And Glee's I had, always. <laughs> oh, my God, put Matthew Morrison in jail. Um, but they had like so many like, oh, my God, probably. Um, do you know that like the like the, the way that they had storylines about fat girls that weren't about them being fat, which yeah. I really liked. They mm. also had problematic storylines about fat girls being fat. But they like th- there are characters that exist that don't have to have all of their stories be about that thing. It's like the same they have queer characters. The, their entire storyline doesn't have to be about being queer. I also distinctly remember in Glee, Puck was into... What was her? There was a girl and oh, she was um, bigger. Yeah. And I, she... He sang Fat Bottom Girls to her and I remember being like... Okay, what are we doing here? <laughs> but more so than that, I remember her being like, I am so hot. Oh, yeah. And I she think that it. was really cool that, yep. that, you know, despite the, yeah, the storyline from him was yeah. I'm into bigger women, yeah, like take sure. me. Her going around and being like, I don't want you. Like, yeah. to, to, she was like, hello, most beautiful man in the world. I am actually way hotter than you and I don't need you. I don't want you around. Right? Yeah. How That's cool is that? Very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. And we've spoken about... Uh, Euphoria. Euphoria was a big one. I think also just like, I mean, I, I, I feel like there were these countering influences from like Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and all of these like teenagery shows. And then Australian television, they were just beautiful blonde, you know, tall, thin, tan yeah. white people, right? Um, and I think the the distinction that I was finding was like, they actually had, there's a lot of fat people featured in reality television, like in different layers of it. But like, I feel like I saw, we saw one type of like body 
on in media and then social media happened, right? So I think it was Queen Lizzo. It was Queen Lizzo. It was all the queens that came before her. Like it was these women that have these big powerful voices, whether in media or in music, mm. and you see them and you hear them and you feel their presence and it's mm. like go off. Like so feel your presence is a huge thing. And yeah. I and you know what? It's not it's not correlating with weight or whatever. No. It's correlating with somebody that knows their worth. Oh yeah. And, and it, they know their cool. And they know, yeah. And it comes through really strong in yep. those women who especially singers. I mean, you oh, yeah. you do jazz singing, is that yeah. right? Yeah, I'm a I'm a jazz. The jazz singer. greats. Like they're oh, all <laughs> they're all big women with big voices, yeah. right? And it's not because they're big women, it's because they know how to like oh, there was there's a I can't even remember it. There's a musical and there's a chick. I don't remember, but there's a line that's like, um, it's in hairspray. It's <laughs> I'm not afraid to throw my weight around. And I literally just remember hearing that and being like, neither am I. Yeah. Like, like it's just, it's it's this like overwhelming sense that you understand your value. So other people will see and respect your value because you do. Mm. And not that it should matter what other people do, but if you do it first, it hundred yeah. percent reflects outwards. It's the yeah. same way, like. I love the beach. I love going to the beach. I love wearing so many different pairs of swimwear. I have like a dedicated shelf just to swimwear because I love it so much. And like there's something about, I was talking to my housemate about this yesterday actually, there's something about being a fat girl on a beach in a bikini and seeing a fat girl on a beach in a bikini and being like, what up girl? Yeah, we're with, okay, cute. And it's it's like, it's something ridiculously empowering that I would not have done as a teenager. Yeah. Like I was always in shorts and like a t-shirt over my top and being like, look at my body and now I'm like look at my body I am giving you permission how good is this natural moment going on you know do you, I don't know did you ever watch the US office oh I sure did I recently actually watched all of it for the first time Daryl jumping into the pool he's like really into this girl and she's swimming in the pool she's like come in come in and he's yeah. like no it's fine and he's wearing his long guitar mm. and he's sitting there having a drink and then at the end of the episode he realizes that everyone is having so much fun yeah. and that the girl that he really wants to like be with is having fun with other people and not with him and he mm. just cannonballs straight, straight in, in. <laughs> that's me 100% me I'm like I see everyone in the body positivity community I'm a diver right on into that <laughs> yeah it's great there it is are so many influences that's mm. the other thing like you look at it something like that everyone has that like specific like moment they connected with someone on television or in media and went oh that's a story like my story yeah. right and the more that we see these characters and the more that we see like positive representations of like women of all body shapes and sizes and people of all body yeah. shapes and experiences right it's like you see something that looks like you or that feels like you reflected and it's like oh I am cool yeah no they are I get that completely like and even in terms of uh women identifying people mm. Where's your place in society, et cetera. Julia Louis Dreyfus was oh. a huge thing for me about being a short, loud, very physical person. Yep. And seeing her in both Seinfeld and Veep, I was like, okay, I know how to operate in space now. I know mm. how to be charismatic or yep. be loud. And she gave permission for that. And yeah, so that's Same. just my personal. Same. Yeah, exactly. Like Melissa McCarthy yeah. or like Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Even though that's a whole thing now. <laughs> but like seeing, seeing, yeah, I get what you mean. You see yeah. women that are representative of you. Seeing like A.D. Bryant on SNL, mm. she literally would just get up. I don't think I've seen a sketch about her weight. I don't think mm. I've seen a mention. She had like, she did a, a, 
a panel or something, I can't even remember, and she was just talking about it and she was like, I just get up and make comedy because I'm funny and it has mm. nothing to do with anything else. And we're like, yeah. And that's how men get those jobs, right? Mm. So why they're shouldn't just funny. So why shouldn't women just be able to get those jobs because they're funny too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just want to ask about fat phobia. Sure. I've never heard the I've never heard the term before. Mm. And I personally am very scared of saying the word fat because I don't I've grown up with all these negative connotations and I don't want anyone to think that I'm I feel you know what you're being like offensive. I'm being yeah. offensive. Mm. What could you explain this? Yeah. Is it a movement or way? I think fat phobia especially internalized fat phobia. It's a thing we've all sort of struggled with. It's the like I think fat phobia comes from this idea that fat is a it's a bad word, it's a bad yeah. thing to be. Mm-hmm. It's it's a negative it's a negative feeling and emotion and like a lot of people I feel like people lean into that as well and people will still be uncomfortable and offended by the word and that's like of course like trauma means that we are offended and uncomfortable by words. Um and that's also completely fair. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though that phobia is a concept. It's this idea. Yeah, it is. It's that idea that we're lesser or worse if we're more physically, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think the movement away from that and the movement into like acceptance and like seeing bodies of all different ta- like shapes and sizes everywhere is this really like magical, important thing. And especially with like, I feel like the body image movement and like the the movement away from fat phobia, it started with um like fat black women who would like Lizzo who would yeah. just come up and be like hello hi this is what I look like this is what a body looks this like this is what a body looks like yeah. and it came from there and it moved like through the queer community and when it moves through like all of these like marginalized groups it comes to this point of acceptance and like celebration is the mm. one slightly above acceptance so we see those things and then we see acceptance and then in the middle somewhere is Megan Trainer, right? So it's this mm-hmm. like all about that base moment where it's like we we have a space to be and exist and not have our weight or our shape physically or like emotionally or anything negatively impact our careers, our our lifestyle, mm. um, our choice of clothing, our yeah. options for fashion. Like it's it's this idea that more is is less. Yeah. Right. Um and yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of the concept of fat phobia. And I so understand the like want or need to not use the word or to feel uncomfortable with the word because we grew up, you and I grew up especially in like this era of like Skinny people. Right. And that's the only thing. Like, it was just thin people. It was thin people. It was the same girls on Disney Channel, like, yep. from 4 o'clock till 9 o'clock whenever you went to bed. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I I think also for me when I associate body positivity, the most people I see are influencers talking about accepting their body. And I do Ugh. think that's valid and stuff. But sometimes... I guess that's what interests me about this word and about you labeling it specifically was that it took it away from that. Mm. That it's the, not negative. That it's yeah. a descriptive word. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I think I heard I had a really weird moment a few weeks ago where one of my friends, um, skinny white boy, just said like referred to me as a fat person and I immediately was like oh I was a little bit stung by that when that's something so I still struggle with it day to day like it still comes to my brain but he was using it as a descriptive term I was talking about how 
me and my friend at university who look nothing alike. We both just happen to be fat girls with like glasses and dark hair, right? And we have a teacher that just constantly is like, oh, Rebecca. And I'm like, Ali, but good try. Yeah, this is a really yeah. good try. And we we're talking about it and he goes, yeah, I mean, not all fat girls are the same, right? And I was like, yeah. And for some reason it stung a tiny little yeah. bit and I was like, wait, let's unpack why that hurt. Yeah. Um, and I did and I sort of looked in on it and was like, okay, you fight this all the time. Like you use that word comfortably. Mm. So like if it's being used as a descriptive and not derogatory word, should we not be able to just use it? I think, yeah, like you said, between the difference between acceptance and celebration, similarly, I think there is a difference in you being able to use that word and hearing it from somebody else. Yeah. And that's another step in the in the journey yeah. towards it, yeah, I would say. Because sure. my, my brother is a bigger boy and he refers to himself as being fat. Yeah. And only recently he's come into it because he's doing boxing and all of a sudden his weight is considered it's and it, good. a good thing. Right? It's an advantage. Yeah. It's, he's, a, he's amazing at the sport, mm. not to mention he's pretty terrifying to look at. So <laughs> that helps. <Good> on him. <laughs> and, but I still find it hard to, to say those words or anything like that. We'll even be discussing the issue because mm. he has a lot of like, like negative associations with his body shape that he's undoing now because yeah. he's realized he's like, I'm not going to be a skinny boy. Yeah. Like it's just not going to happen yeah. in my lifetime. And this is, that's it. It's his lifetime. Mm. So he needs to figure like. Find a way to be comfortable with what you are. And or, be, and be know, happy be with happy, it. Be happy right? with it. And, and. Then I, find a way to celebrate it from there. You know, find it's a way the same to celebrate thing. It from it's there. like, it's like, it's like comfort, admiration, celebration. It's up there. You know, it's, 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 yeah, I think I, I agree. It's, yeah. it's this like changing of how we're it's the same way we change how we think about like little things like um what was there was there was like we thought fabric belts from Supre were the most fashionable things in the world <laughs> right and now we look at that and we're like oh choices uh, yeah. okay <laughs> right so now we we think about like oh we thought thin people were the hottest people in the world and now we look at it differently and go well actually everybody's pretty hot all bodies are different and all bodies are beautiful in their own way etc cetera, etc cetera. and it sounds crap but it's like it, it's it's legit. It's right? hard to say because it's like exactly what you said. It sounds fake. It, it does. Sounds, it sounds like we're making. It sounds like all oh, bodies are beautiful. But mate, all bodies are pretty beautiful. Like all different in and all for different reasons. And also, like I think one of the things that I've learned is that the way a body moves is so individual mm. and so attractive yeah. that my body is never going to be able to do the things that your body can or mm. that you know whenever I can't run a catwalk like Miranda Kerr, you yeah. know, like that's yeah. just not going to happen. But my body can do lots of silly things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lots it's of silly, like, cute things. Same. Um, my body can do lots of like, I don't know, I like to think I'm a bit intimidating when I need to do. <laughs> like I just, but also like I know how to make myself feel sexy and mm. hot and appreciated for the way that my body is, mm. right? And like actually something really interesting, you would probably vibe with this also. Like even if I lost like 30 kilos and was like built the same way that I am or like I was just existed the way that I am right my shoulders are still the same width as my hips and that's not going to change I'm still going to be built like a linebacker like I'm still going to be a broad-shouldered person who I hold presence because I've learned to yeah. hold up my shoulders as opposed to Such slumping thing. and hiding right um, yeah. and it's like it's not something that changes with your weight if your weight changes then your weight changes if you're 
making choices based on health or whatever you decide that you want to do with your body, that should be your decision and mm. your thing and not someone else's to comment on, mm. right? So I'm still going to be a big, broad person if I'm a thin, big, broad person. I think also another thing that you've said really hits home for me and for for people that I know, holding your shoulders back. Oh, yeah. Like physically, but also... Just in general. Yeah, not it's shrinking. Tried, yeah. You know? Exactly. We, we There should be no reason for anyone to feel as though they have to be smaller versions of themselves literally or figuratively. Like, mm. we're all so cool. Why don't we just, like... I, like, I want to find out about all these interesting things that people are. And I don't understand... I do understand. I know exactly why, actually. <laughs> but I, I just think it could really make a difference if people just remind themselves to, like, you got to hold yourself up for who you are. And that doesn't happen every day, right? Mm. We all have... There are always going to be good days, you know? Yeah. Bad days. <laughs> but... I just feel as though it's, you know, it's important to recognise yourself in that way. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks. Thank you for telling us everything. Fat phobia and weight stigma are pervasive. It can be found in clothing shops not offering larger sizes, in people saying they'd rather date somebody a similar size to them, or in our own minds when we put on weight or have a body shape that is outside our society's unrealistic idea of a healthy body, that being thinned, toned and without cellulite. These harmful and archaic ways of thinking lead us to not only judge ourselves, but others with different body types to what we normally see. The result is an internalised fat phobia. But there is hope. We can put an end to the mental, emotional and physical pain of ourselves and others by challenging our own assumptions and ideas, starting with ourselves. Body acceptance begins with our own body. When we begin to speak and treat our body with kindness, care and compassion, we make room to see others in the same light. We stop seeing size as an indication of worth and rather look beyond it. So the next time you catch yourself in a negative thought spiral, challenge your inner critic. Unfollow social media pages that don't serve you. Talk to your friends about body image and educate yourself on diet culture. The more we know, the better equipped we'll be to counteract the harmful and pervasive perfect body myth. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Muddy Body Red podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in to today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. If you're curious about our underwear and you'd love to give it a try, head to our website and use our exclusive code REDTAILS15 for 15% off. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Lastly, to keep up with all things red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at moddybody underscore red. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be.